dead than all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hiya, folks. Old Man Grognard here. Hope you're all doing well. We're a little bit more raspy today. So, uh, like I said, it comes and goes. Well, these days I'll get my full voice back, but until then, here I am. At least I'm back. Well, 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 let's see. The week to come is the usual BS. I'm starting to flow. I'm still recuperating. I'm still doing, I'm supposed to be convalescing, but I'm starting to get into the groove a little more, doing a little more artwork, doing a little more game working on, working on the games, reading stuff, things like that. Um, I'm should, if I can get some more reviews out, that'd be nice. I don't have anything to review right now. Probably find something. Uh, I think I'm going to be reviewing Survive This Fantasy as soon as it decide, it's getting ready to uh, pre-order for print as of this recording. So you guys might want to check out Bloat Games, Survive This Fantasy. I He gave me the PDFs and they're delightful. I can hardly wait. To, I, hope I, can, I hope I can get a hold of a set of the print print books because I love reading stuff that has a very good chance for me to run it. And that's always a thrill to me. So, but in the meantime, I had another one of them our revelations about what a game is all about and how a game master should treat their job and maybe the players. I don't know, but we will talk about that after this. Okay, before we get started, I do have a voicemail from John Allen Large from the Red Dice Diaries. Go ahead, John. Hi, Glenn. It's John here from the Red Dice Diaries, just listening to your Raiders of the PC Ox episode. And I've got to say, I couldn't agree more. Um, myself and Hannah did an episode of the podcast recently called The Story is What Happens Now, where we were pretty much saying a similar thing. You know, focus on getting your character enjoyable to play in the game now, rather than worrying about what happened to them before the game started. And then once you've got the character enjoyable and working well within the game now then you can start to sort of build on that and maybe bleed through a little bit of the background and sort of build up on them and so enhance their sort of background and stuff like that but at the end of the day if you have a brilliant background but you're not enjoying how the character plays now you're not going to be in a good place so better to get that sorted first and then maybe elaborate on the background a bit later on enjoy the episode dude i'm gonna get back to it now take care i'll catch you soon okay thank you very much john i appreciate that yeah um i'm glad we're in agreement on this just because we're we're like-minded we're both geniuses and all that other stuff but you know i think some of the best stories film book what have you are are good because you start a character out in in the present. They started out at a certain time, and you let the back stuff leak in as you go. Which means in a game case, in a, in a role-playing case, you can do that. You can write up a character, give them a hook. Give them something that's, that's interesting about them. Maybe a general attitude, maybe a general whatever, and just go with it. And as you go, you can think about parts of the story that come later. You can start thinking about this as sessions go. If he doesn't die, you know, that's even, that's even better. So, I mean, I'm thinking about certain, like, one of the, my good, one of my favorite films that I thought about this was Rain Man. Because 
Charlie or Raymond, first of all, he he seems like a scumbag. He schemes seems like a scumbag uh, on the the beginning, and very self centered, very this. And he finds out he had a brother. He didn't even know he had a brother. So that's a revelation right there. Then he finds his brother, who's autistic, and then he. And slowly, as they are forced to have this road trip together, he finds out more about his brother and the background to his brother, his older brother, by the way. And his he knows what his relationship to his father was, very contentious. But it put another side to that background to his relationship with his ba- father it didn't really change the way he felt his late father was like because he really did not like him, but he, he found another reason to hate him, to hate, unfortunately to hate him even more because he kept him from a brother he would have liked to have known. And that brings out something of the humanity in him because if he had a brother, he would like to have known that brother and he just feels cheated that way. Now, I don't know about character growth or anything like that, but that's something that came along in the story, in the session. And that's what I mean. Anyway, thank you very much, John. Really helpful. You really give me some good, uh, some good stuff. Thanks. Now, when I was talking earlier, you know, one thing I never likened a game master to would be a filmmaker or auteur filmmaker or something like that, which would be real easy given my background as a film buff. And I think about it and I said, why, have I, why haven't I ever done that? And one of the reasons is, I don't know, I just, I never thought about it, but I just watched something, once again, watched something on YouTube that sort of made it a bit of a game changer about what the GM's role is. I've talked about people saying he's God, he's the world, and my conclusion came, he's the narrator. Now, that, what I just, my revelation I had doesn't really doesn't really destroy that. It doesn't really replace that, but it gives it a little more meaning. Think of a game master as a filmmaker, okay? Think of him as, but a certain type of film. Think of him as a documentary filmmaker, and D&D is the documentary. And you can make it funny like a mockumentary or a regular documentary where you talk to these characters, you talk to these people. These people... They don't, you can't, you can only write the documentary from one place, your uh, your viewpoint. But as you make it, it may change like the way a game changes. Now, I don't know if it was Hitchcock or somebody who said that in a regular film, the director is God. But in a documentaries, God is the director. That means that what happens, happens. And I'm, you know, You've got the talking heads version. You've got the, the you know, where he goes out and interviews people and shows things and, you know, does things like that. But you also got the other kind of documentary where it's like fly on the wall, where the documentarian is, the guy who makes the documentary is going along with the protagonist in their, what they do. Kind of like reality shows like Ice Road Truckers and, and other things like that. And things just happen. I think, think of the TV series Cops riding along in the cop car. But, you know, things happen. 
And you're not always in control. You may set up the documentary where, okay, this is my idea. This is my viewpoint. I'm going to go interview these people, do my research, interview these people. And these people tell you stuff that you didn't even know, that you didn't realize. And it may change the tone or even the point of your documentary. And it, was, it's, it, it can change just like a game can. That's what I'm saying. It can change. Change just like a game can. You come up with the doc. You're a documentarian. You come up with the premise of the game like a documentarian. You come up with, you know, you've got the people, you've done your research, you've done your plotting and all the stuff, and then you let them go. And you follow them with your handheld camera, say. And you see what really happens. You've set up the areas, you've set up the places. Say you set up my set up encounters. It's one thing documentary filmmakers don't do because it's hard to do. And it's almost like a nature documentary, like a Disney True Life Adventure or something, because things will not, you can't script it. You can't really, you know, you can, you get the ideas, but you can't really script it. Because this, this is life. This is what happens. And that's the way I think you should treat a game. These are the subjects of your documentary. It makes them no less important than your job, but at the same time, they have influence over you. They have influence over what shape this documentary is going to take. And that's vitally important. That's as important as what you're doing, and maybe even more so. Because, like I said, you're creating all this together. I'm not trying to take away any kind of authority to the players, any free agency, or any authority the G from the GM. But this is how you work together to do that. This is what the game is all about. It's cooperative, it's cooperative storytelling. This is why it threw people for a loop when it first came out and why people regarded it with suspicion and things like, you know, the no regular people, not us, not us nerds or gamers. Because this is... It, we, they called it a game. Well, pe when you say game, people have certain expectations. They expect something like a board or cards or markers. And they expect there to be some definite win situation. Doesn't always happen in role-playing games. The winning is surviving. To me, the winning is retiring my character. There you go. You know, that's a win to me. If I retire myself and I go to my grave feeling I've accomplished everything, I consider my life a win. So it's the same thing. That's why people were confused when it came out. But I, I get off the subject. But if you consider this like a documentary, a slice of life documentary, whatever you want to call it, 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 fits, it fits in the line for me. It really does. I mean, I'm not saying anything. There's things that aren't as important or rather... The other concept I came up with, because they're true, there's part of those in there. Narrator, the world, because you did set up the world after all. So, and then, you know, that's, that's important. So think of it as a documentary and the players are the people in your documentary. And it just, it just flows out of my head better if I think of it that way. Anyway, I was... I got I got this up from a YouTube video about a critique of a favorite film of mine called F for Fake, which was, I believe, the last film Orson Welles ever made. 
until other side of the wind finally came out. They edited it and stuff. But it isn't really it's his film sort of. But this is the one he actually had it really had an auteur hand in, and it's his only color film. But I'm just you know on the, that's just to the side. But he talks about fakes. Talks about this guy Elmir de Hori, who's an art forger, who was an art forger at the time. And the guy was written about with a book called Face, Fake. The book was called Fake. And the book was written by Clifford Irving, who documented El- Demir Del Hori first. Then it turns out that Clifford Irving is a fake, too, because he came up with a fake bio of Howard Hughes, which has nothing to do with it. It was, a, it was all a fabrication, blah, 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 blah. So there's that. Anyway, that's my source material. So <laughs> I got to go start my day. So... If you guys want to talk about this or anything else, oldmangrognar@gmail.com, or you can drop a voicemail on Anchor. My voice is starting to go. Maybe I can get the rest of this out. And we are monetized. So as little as 99 cents a month, you too can help support this program, and I would thank you. Thanks again, Jonathan, Oliver, Gilbert, Juan Carlos, Daniel, Dan, Benjamin, Jason, and John Allen. Thanks, guys. Don't forget about Dan Gregg's The Young Y-U-N-G, Young Grognar Podcast, Mark C. Wallring's The Yawning Albert Podcast, Big John Allen Larges The Red Dice Diaries, and my friend Eric Tinkar's Tavern Chat. So, until I talk to you folks next time, keep the dice warm, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air. Mm-hmm.